making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! It's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Maple Leafs lead the Flames 4-3. That's after two periods in Toronto. In the third, Capitals up 3-zip on the Devils. Panthers leading the Hurricanes 3-2. And the Sabres have a 2-1 lead on the Wild. Couple of games start in an hour. It's the Flyers against the Ducks. And the red-hot San Jose Sharks, winners of two straight, Visit the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 11-2-1. Western Hockey League tonight, the Edmonton Oil Kings in Calgary. That game about to begin, and then they'll do it again at Rogers Place tomorrow night. The Oilers on the road tomorrow night, facing the Seattle Kraken. The game is on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 6.30, and the puck will drop at 8 as the Oilers' misery continued last night with a 3-2 loss to the last-place San Jose Sharks. So the Oilers' record now 2-9-1, as you probably probably have heard me mention their worst record after nine, after 12 games in franchise history will tie for the worst record uh, they were also 2-9 and 1 back in 93-94 when their uh, roster would not have been as potent as this one was supposed to be so it's been uh, very disappointing it's been very confusing i i've had a lot of people ask me what's wrong i often just say everything um and I get asked a lot, where do they go from here? Well, you got to keep going to work. And yes, there could be a change. There could be a coaching change. There could be a trade. There could be a call-up from the minors. There could be all that kind of stuff. I don't think there will be before the game tomorrow night against Seattle. I know it's a big Friday night for a lot of people. I mean, Friday is always a big night. I mean, you can stay up past 11 p.m. if you want, uh, unless you work in the morning. Um, but it is KISS. Tonight is Kiss at Rogers Place, is it not, Jeff? Uh, I do believe it is. Do yes. You know what, do you know what Kiss stands for? I don't. It doesn't stand for anything. Oh. But when uh, when people were concerned that Kiss was very sort of threatening, and perhaps trying to corrupt children with this loud rock and roll music about partying and having relations with members of the opposite sex, and wearing the spooky makeup, nights in Satan's service. Oh, yes, that does sound kind of evil. That does sound very very foreboding. But anyway, they are playing tonight at Rogers Place. So I will ask you this as an off-topic topic on a Friday night. And, of course, if you want to get in touch, it's 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email the show, InsideSports at 630Shed.com. Which KISS song best sums up the Oilers' season so far and why? you got to tell me why. It may not be obvious just by giving me the title of the song. Which KISS song best sums up the Oilers' season and why? 780-496-0063. If someone really makes me laugh or impresses me, I may give out a canned ham t-shirt or two on the evening. I'm feeling generous on a Friday night. I'm also feeling, uh, like a lot of people, confused myself about the, about the Oilers' performance. Um 
you know, two nine and one stinks. Like that's uh, as I've said with Rob after a couple of games, that'd be a disappointing start for an expansion team. Or maybe not an expansion team, but it that would be a disappointing start for a team that you thought was gonna be quite poor. Um they're in a bad spot. I I I know after Monday's game, I uh, I said to Rob on overtime open line after the Vancouver game, I said I do not expect them to beat San Jose. I do not revel in being right about that. I just feel like they are finding ways to lose. And I'm trying to... I mean, we're 12 games into the season now. I feel like there's a little bit of separation before and after the Heritage Classic. I think that for the most part, they really stunk before the Heritage Classic. Uh, I mean, the first game against Vancouver, awful. The game in Philadelphia, awful. Uh, the game in Minnesota, even though it was kind of close, they didn't play very well. Uh, I mean, I guess they they lost a close game to Vancouver at Rogers Place. They lost an overtime to the Jets. Um, but just many games where I was wondering, like, who are these guys? Why are they in such a fog? Are these imposters in their uniforms based on what they've done the last couple of years? And I was thinking today, I guess if, I, if I'm if i going to try to take a sober second thought about it, the last five games, they have been active in the offensive end. I mean, I, I, I've given the shot totals and the four losses in a row here. 168 shots last four games, only nine goals. Now, yes, we can talk about the quality of the shots. We can talk about the shot selection. We can talk about the power play, but the puck is getting to the other team's net. And in some of those games before the Heritage Classic, it wasn't. Like, they weren't close. They might have had a couple losses where the score flattered them. Uh, I mean, even 8-1 against Vancouver. So if I if I look at that, I would think, okay, there's a little more offensive thrust. There's not a lot more offensive finish, unfortunately. Uh, and they're still not getting a ton of saves slash not being thorough enough when it comes to checking and puck management. So there are still problems. There are still reasons they are losing. But if, if, if I like sometimes I think, what would I say if I was watching a team that I didn't cover? or that I didn't hope do well for the sake of all the fans that I get to interact with. And I would probably say, well, logic dictates, um, you know, averaging uh, over 40 shots a game is eventually going to pay off, even if maybe they're not all great quality. Maybe something's going to pinball in where a rebound's going to be lying there like it was for Nugent Hopkins last night, things like that. So part of me is is thinking, okay, Reasonably, read you. You've seen this happen to teams before. You've watched enough hockey in your life, whether it's the Oilers or not. And teams that shoot a lot usually eventually start to break through. But then I also think to myself, this team just seems befuddled, seems lacking in confidence. And then I, I my mind starts to go to the other direction. Yeah, they might score five or six one night. Are they going to give up seven? just because that's the way it's been going for them. So, yeah, it's it's concerning. It is, it is I, I do find it confusing. I, I feel like a lot of you are probably confused. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let's bring Dean on. Can you bring the callers on there, Jeff? 780-496-0063. Dean, what's going on? Hi, Ray. How are you? Good. Pleasure to talk to you. Uh, a Kiss song that... Re- I don't remember any Kiss songs being, like, down and depressing. Actually, do you? 
I don't. I feel like I don't know Kiss's catalog as well. I know the hits, so that's why I put this out there because I thought maybe. And this is where I like the creativity when I when I give out canned ham shirts. I never know why somebody's going to give us their why, right? So well, how about do you love me? Do, <laughs> is that more directed at the Oilers fans, perhaps? Or maybe it should be maybe do you do you still love me? I, I don't know, but yeah. Was it was that one of their earliest songs? I, I'm not sure. That was from yeah. the '70s, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on one of their earlier albums. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, what do you think? Are you hanging in there? Or are you giving up already? Or where are you? You mean the Oilers? Yeah. Oh jeez. I'm like everybody else. Like what happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dean. Well, we got a vote there for uh, for Do You Love Me. All right. Thanks, Reed. Yeah, take care. You too. Good night. All right, let's uh, go to. We have uh, we have uh, Doug here. I don't know if I can activate the calls here, Jeff. I'm sorry. You're going to have to help me out. Uh, Doug at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, Reed, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I'm a little too. I don't know Kiss at all, so <laughs> I can't really comment on them. Uh, but what? People have been talking about the Oilers, though. Uh, all kinds of things have been said, but the answer or, or the answers are not. They're, they're, they're in that dressing room. We don't know what's being said. Who's saying what? Who's not saying what? Uh, is there too many chiefs in the cook? Uh, too many cooks in the in the kitchen now speaking too much? I hear outside people coming and talking to them here and there. Are the players not listening because they don't know who to listen to? But that's where the answer is. It's in that dressing room. Because everything we've talked about, the pressure parts, the the, the pinching, the the back-checking, it's all mental. Everybody can do it. Mm -hmm. You just have to make that commitment to do it, though. So that's where the answer is. Now, who's responsible for getting the message across or not receiving it? I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's in the dressing room. What's your thoughts on that? Well, and that's why sometimes coaches take the fall. I, I, what, what do you mean by too many cooks in the kitchen? Like, I'm not, I don't understand that. Well, there's people coming from outside the that aren't there all the time. Oh, okay, I'll just say, the Paul Coffey comes into town and goes in the dressing room and has oh, a you mean like, Okay, like internal there's people. There's people okay. that aren't there, all, and I don't know what their role is. Right. If they're friends of Kate's coming in, he said, well, uh, you know, the old story is just because you're a great player doesn't make you a great coach. And I don't know that that's the case. I'm not saying that. But there's so many voices. Uh, Jackson's around. I don't know if he's saying anything. Uh, is... Uh, 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 Kenny, uh, sort of dead man walking, not saying anything. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's in the dressing room. What is not being said, or what is being said, and uh, who it is, we're not privy to that. So, but everything is that we talk about. Like I say, the back check, the, the ill-advised pinches, uh, whatever it is. They're all physically capable of doing these things, whether they're doing it because they're not thinking about it or, or the message isn't there. I don't know what it is, but that's where it is. It's in the dressing room. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Well, I, I, I do believe I, I do believe this group of players can play better. And again, we have seen them do it. And I know Rob was talking the other night. You know, you had some players with career years last year. Can you expect that? Can you expect them to repeat that no but i think you can expect them to be in the neighborhood they were before they had their career years and, and they aren't even doing that i i 
I would hope the messages within the room are coming mainly from the coaching staff and player to player. Like I, I don't think Paul Coffey's going in there and trying to coach the team or Ken Holland or Jeff Jackson. Um, but as I often say, I mean, I'm, I'm not in the dressing room when it's when it's just the players. Nor should I be. Nor do I want to be. Uh, let's go to Daryl as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Good evening, Daryl. Go ahead. How's it going tonight? I'm doing well. I think everybody should calm down. And the answer to the kiss question is Beth. How come? (laughs) Sad and depressing. (laughs) Okay. Are you going to the show? I don't know. Maybe it started already. I don't even know. Hell no. I live up north. Oh, where are you? I'm up in Smith between Slave Lake and Westlock. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it, Daryl. Yeah, I just wanted to know, uh, I don't watch the games on TV. I only listen to them driving up here to listen to you guys. And uh, every year, we kind of all pucker up before December, but it works out. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Thank you, Daryl. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We've got a few people on hold, so just be patient. Uh, we got Tyler as well. Hello, Tyler. It's Reed. What's going on? The 1980 Kiss album, Easy As It Seems. That is that now? I'm going to guess here. Is that you mean scoring on the Oilers? <laughs> <laughs> Take it how you will, but uh, we'll go with Kane. What Kane said earlier that uh, everything's going to be okay. Just hang in there. You're still hanging in there. Okay, appreciate that, man. Have a good Friday. Okay, if you're on hold, stay there. Uh, I know a few of you want to chime in either about Kiss or about the Oilers or a little bit of both. Uh, Calgary and the Flames now 4-4, about three and a half minutes into the uh, third period. Uh, Calgary just scored. I did not see the goal. I think it was uh, Pospisil, but it's 4-4. Back uh, with uh, more of you and Ed Ilnicki, uh, former Golden Bears running back and heck, Crichton winner, is going to join us a little bit later on. Inside Sports on Chet. For all the news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. There we go. The Oilers have probably been driving you crazy, haven't they? They play the tentacles tomorrow right here on 630 Chad. 780-496-0063. We'll go to Darcy on line four. Darcy, thanks for checking in. Go ahead, please. Hey, buddy. Um, hey, so Detroit Rock City, best Kiss song I've ever heard. Um, it's it's absolutely a rocker. Uh, hey, the Oilers. So I think they're going to get it done. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I know it sounds crazy, man, being what two nine and one, but uh, let's let's be honest, right? Like a lot of their issues um, defensively, like this is stuff that can be coached. Is Woodcroft the guy? That I'm I'm not convinced he is, but. I mean, you look at the goals, you look at the, the, like the open players in the slot or the, the miscues on, on, on the reads, the forwards not skating back to, to, the, play, to the play. Like, there's no back check. It's, it's ridiculous at how this team plays. Uh-huh. It's almost country club-like. And I question whether Woodcroft is the guy to have that stern hand to bench a player for a few shifts, including McDavid, when McDavid messes up. Like, at the end of the day, you know, these, this team wants to win. I do believe that. I know that they want to win. This is ridiculous, the way that the whole season's played out. 
You've got McDavid that does not look like Connor at all. Dreisaitl has not looked that great. The whole mm-hmm. team is just, like, the offense is gone. They're, they're out shooting the opponents, you know, sometimes 15 shots more, and, and they can't get a goal by the goalie. A lot of those maybe are perimeter shots, but there's, there are some good five-alarm shots in there, and they're just they're getting stonewalled. So do you think Overall, that, that like, do you think that there's confidence or, or, or they're rattled or, like, you got to overcome good, good goaltending, right? Or, or, like, are you worried about the shot selection? What is it? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. It's just a cold spell. That's all it is. Teams go through this all the time. There's always there's always going to be a, a a group of games during a season where your team's not firing on all cylinders. The problem with right now is it's the beginning of the year, so it's magnified, right? If the Oilers started the year off ten two and one, and then they went into a slump like this, yeah, okay, they're five hundred at the end of it. Okay, you know, it's, yeah, it sucked for that that slump, but then they got out of it, like they did last year. Read yep. right, like they went through a slump last year. They did. Yep. This team is capable of going forty, twenty, and ten. That is now the goal: forty, twenty, and ten. And I believe they can do this, and I know they can do this. They've done this before. They have to find it within that room. Skinner is a good goalie, and I know a lot a lot of fans are really on Schwartz right now. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It matters that these guys go out there and execute their games. They are NHL players. They know what to do. Skinner had a 9-13 save percentage last year. Don't tell me he doesn't know how to make saves. He does. The team just needs to get itself reset, get some good momentum. The one thing I disagree with Woodcroft on is last night, I didn't like how he put the lines together to start the game. He should have loaded up and said, we're just going to come at these guys. Right. You know, and... Yeah, and the bottom six, I get it, man. We need to get them going, and I know why he split it up the way he did, hoping that he was going to be able to get McLeod and Holloway going with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I get that, but at the end of the day, we needed those two points more than we needed to get McLeod and Holloway playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl. All right. So hey. I wish I wish he would have just loaded up and just gone after it. Darcy, hey, appreciate you. it, man. Well thought out. Appreciate yeah. it. That's Darcy checking in, 780-496-0063. Okay, I'll get in one more call before the news break. And then if you're, if you're on hold, do we, get, do we get to Elaine, Jeff? I think Elaine called in earlier. Yeah, sure, because I hung up on her kind of rudely there. Oh, so. my goodness. All right. <laughs> Let's bring Elaine on. Hi, Elaine. It's Reed. Go ahead. Hi, Reed. Thank you very much for taking my call. I think I know what uh, the Oilers need. They're all extremely talented. They can all do it. But back in the Gretzky years, I'm a senior. What they did with the team is they took them away out of the city in a team-building session. They took them to Banff one time. They took them to Jasper. They weren't doing any hockey, but they were team-building. And I think that's what our team needs. The Oilers need to learn how to not learn, to get back to playing together with each other, not just as individuals. And we've got a wonderful place out at Pigeon Lake here. I already checked with them, and they they can house 70 of them. Oh, wow. The lake's open. The the weather is gorgeous right now. And if they got some real professional team-building people to get them to be united as one, Take the trophy. There's no question. And Elaine. that's what happened with Gretzky was playing. Okay. They went two to three times a year. All right. Appreciate it, Elaine. Have a good weekend, okay? Okay. Thanks, dear. 
That is Elaine checking in, 780-496-0063. We will get to uh, John the Bacon Man, who I love to hear from, and uh, Fred when we are back after the 730 News, and uh, Ed Olnicki is going to check in too.